Hey guys, and welcome to The Drop-Off, a daily podcast between father and son about life, sports, and everything in between. Today is um, Friday, so we will be doing a segment of What's on Your Kindle, and we'll also be um, looking at um, yesterday's opening kickoff game between um, the Los Angeles Rams and the Buffalo Bills. Who do you, what do you want to start with, Dad? Well, let's start with our instant reaction pod of the game last night, kicking off the season. Uh, but I think we need to change the opening uh, like introduction. I, I don't think we can say daily podcast anymore okay. since it's not not exactly daily. I think if we say daily, people are expecting it every day. And so let's just say a podcast between father and son about life, sports, and everything. And, you know, I'm sorry we can't do it every day. I know that a lot of our listeners out there were wishing that we would do it more often. We're going to try to do maybe two, maybe three podcasts a week. Uh, but, you know, we got to take a break. we got to kind of recharge, get some good ideas for more content. Uh, but I think a great way to kick off um, this podcast is to talk about the kickoff of the NFL season. Everyone's super excited for the new season, and it started, as Nathaniel said, with the Los Angeles Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. Now, there's two ways to talk about this. There's the just the regular game and the fantasy angle, and I want to try to keep them separate if we can. But a question I have for you is now that you've gotten into fantasy football, like, how is the experience of watching the game different if you're just a fan or just enjoying the game versus if you're watching it for fantasy? Tell us about that. Well, I enjoy it more because I'm, like, rooting for my players and stuff. And earlier, like, it, the other games, like, with the teams you don't, you're not, like, a fan of, the games aren't really, like, as fun unless you have, like, a player you're rooting for. So I like it a lot better. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it makes you, uh, like, a more engaged spectator, especially when the Patriots aren't playing. So, what are your general impressions of the game yesterday? Uh, obviously, it's time for overreactions. Just one game, uh, but Buffalo Bills Super Bowl. Um, yes, they're the overwhelm or not the overwhelming, but by far the preseason favorites. I think the addition Von Miller has really like made the pass rush like a lot better. I mean, he uh, there's like a stat he had a hundred he has a hundred fifteen point five career sacks. The rest of the entire team has 118 combined in total, which is just a crazy stat that I saw. And then um, I think that Josh Allen in the passing game, if it weren't for those two interceptions, one which wasn't his fault, um, I think that they would have, like, they they couldn't be stopped except for turnovers. Yeah, usually the turnover battle is, like, a pretty good indication of which team's going to win the game. And even though, what was it, 3-2? to the Bills still seem like they handily beat the Rams. So, no, the, um, Matthew Stafford threw like three interceptions. Oh, okay. I, I didn't watch the end of the game. I thought I only had two interceptions. Um, but it looked like, at least from when, when I was watching, that the Rams had no receiving game outside of Cooper Cup. And so a good strategy, I think, if you're the defense, is you take away Cooper Cup, which seems like the Buffalo Bills did a decent job of containing him, especially since they got those two really good safeties in the back. It's like, okay, someone else can beat us. And the Rams absolutely have no rushing game, which actually hurt them a lot in the playoffs. And they still somehow were able to win the Super Bowl even with no rushing game, even last year's playoffs. But you you think the Bills overwhelmingly are the favorite, even over, let's say, like the Chiefs? Yes, I think that especially the Chiefs, because I think Josh Allen's going to – I think he, I think that he still remembers um, last year in the playoffs when they didn't get to touch the ball in overtime. So I think – I don't think he'll um, come out um, like – I think he'll come out passionate if they end up playing them. Yeah, that that was the craziest football game ever. What was it? Thirteen seconds. That's that's yeah. like the meme now. Punts, it's punts like the Bills. Patrick punts Mahomes can do in, in thirteen seconds more than like 
basically anybody can do anything in like 10 minutes um okay so your major takeaways are the bills are awesome uh any thoughts on the defending champions the los angeles rams um i thought the rams yeah like you said they didn't have any passing game besides cooper cup and rushing game so the entire offense is cooper cup um matthew stafford to cooper cup and matthew stafford i think he's back to like or he's like um still like very pick happy or like what do you say like he throws a lot of interceptions last year he tied for the league leading with um trevor lawrence he did yes really wow okay i didn't i did not realize that i thought i I thought he played much better last year at least took care of the ball a lot better than he had in the past um there might also be an issue of they're just i think he had off-season elbow surgery and so I don't know if, like, he's, like, kind of getting acclimated again um, or if he's, you know, kind of getting back in the groove. Did he play much in the preseason at all? I don't know. I don't follow preseason. Okay, so I'm thinking maybe – I don't know. Obviously, game is just one game, and the temptation is to overreact and to say, you know, like, okay, the Rams definitely are not going to repeat. They look terrible, and the Bills are the world beaters. But it's just one game, and that's why you play a whole season. That's why you play 17 games. Um, But I would say for the Buffalo Bills, you really couldn't have asked for a better start. And a lot of people are picking the Bills to go to the Super Bowl, and so the people who did are probably feeling pretty good right now. When I was your age, the Buffalo Bills went to four Super Bowls in a row. And guess how many they won out of those four? Zero? Yep. They had uh, uh, Jim Kelly was their quarterback. Thurman Thomas was their running back. Uh, who was their wide receiver that was really good? can't remember. I'm thinking Andre Risen, but I don't think – I think Andre Risen was on the Falcons. Anyways, they had a really good receiver too, um, but they could just never get over the hump. They had some close games. They had some blowouts, uh, but the Bills were a great team that just – I mean, you would think if you make four Super Bowls, you at least win one. And so those, those Bills fans feel like they're cursed. Uncle Hulk Young said that he, his favorite team when he was, like, a kid was the um, Buffalo Bills. That's, that's pretty interesting. I mean, there's not much else to cheer for in Buffalo. Um, and so I think that they really are crazy about the Bills. And so uh, it's, it's fun, Bills to, fun to – Bills Mafia, fun to see that they have a good team again with a great quarterback. Um, okay, fantasy-wise, what are your thoughts on the game? Cam Akers was a total dud. I got him in, like, the fifth round. He had zero total points. It was very bad. It was very sad, and now I have to look for a new running RB2. Why did you choose Cam Akers in the fifth round? Was that a reach, or was that, like, his what he was ranked? In the rankings, that was a steal. But uh, instead, um, what's his name? Daryl Henderson got all the carries. I mean, they're definitely a platoon. I I was not wasn't Cam Akers the one who like fumbled it right by the goal line in the divisional series. Yes, um, I forgot. I have to draft Cam Akers next year because that's two years after the Achilles surgery. Oh, he had an Achilles surgery, and you still drafted him. Um, he got injured late two seasons ago, and he was out until the playoffs. Oh, uh, this is the second season then. Like, this, this is the... Orioles training Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's true. But I was not impressed by Cam Akers either, and so that's kind of disappointing. I mean, he'll probably have a game here or there where he does blow up, but he, you're not going to get that, like, consistent week-to-week effort, um, especially with guys who are sharing the backfield and who aren't even that good in the first place. He was supposed to be a rising star. Any surprise? I mean, you have Gabe Davis, though, don't you? Yeah. 
Well, actually, why don't so tell tell our listeners how many leagues you're in, what the leagues are, and who are some of your players on each of those teams. I am in two leagues. Both of them, I have Gabriel Davis. Both of them are basically nine, ten team leagues. One of them might be a twelve team league, but I can't remember. So yeah, one of them's a nine team, and I think one of them's a ten team league. So I've Gabe Davis on both of them in the ten team league. I have Cam Akers. So. Um, anyone who's listening from that league, I'm shopping for a new RB2. No, I mean, tell, tell everyone, like, your team. Tell everyone, like, your, each of your teams, like oh. the total team. So, in one of my, t- should I just say the starters? Yeah. Okay. So, in one of my leagues, the 19 league, a lot of my friends were just joking around when they, like, drafted. So, my team has, like, Michael Pittman, um, C.D. Lamb, Jonathan Taylor, um, I can't Joe Mi- or Najee Harris, Joe Burrow, um, Young Way Koo. I have Young Way Koo in both Young Hoku in both my leagues, and then um, yeah, and then I have Ezekiel Elliott at flex in one of my leagues, and Gabriel Davis at flex in my other. Young Hoku, let's go, Korean kicker. Is he still in the Falcons? Yes. Too bad they don't give fantasy points for successful recovered onside kicks. <laughs> then you'd have uh, the cheat code with Young Hoku, who, if you don't know, I think in a game had was it three recovered onside kicks? Only two of them were um, official though, because one of them called got called back because of penalty. Uh, but you rarely even see one recovered onside kick. So the fact that you saw three, even though one was technically not allowed, uh, was just insane, um, and just gave him a reputation as a great onside kicker. It's a- Does the ball have to hit the ground? Does the ball have to hit the ground? What do you mean? Like, before you can recover it as an onside. No, it just has to go 10 yards. But the reason it hits the ground, because in order to get that high um, bounce, you got to kick the ball off the ground. Okay. But why don't they... Can't, is it, like, hard just to kick it straight up? Yes. I mean, okay. physics, son. Physics. Yeah. <laughs> to kick it up straight up, but not have it go very far would be... I think almost impossible. If there's a kicker who could sh- kick it straight up, do you think they'd be one of the most valuable kickers in the NFL? Yeah, but they probably wouldn't be human. They would probably be some sort of alien with a different body structure. Um, but, okay, so your fantasy teams, what are some of the sleeper picks that you had? Or, like, what are some of the most proud picks that you made during your drafts? Probably Gabriel Davis and both of them. Um <clears throat> I don't know. I was really high on Juju because he's going to be, like, probably one of the best receivers to Patrick Mahomes. And I think Darnell Mooney is going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, Gabe Davis definitely seems like a stud. He seems like the, he seems like uh, he's their, their deep threat, which, of course, you know, it's like there's not going to be a deep threat every single – or a deep bomb every single game. Uh, but he definitely stretches the field, and he seems like he's maybe not 1A but 1B. Stephon Diggs is probably still 1A, you think? And then maybe Gabe Davis behind that. And then, I don't know if you saw this, but Patrick Mahomes issued an apology to all the fantasy owners out there. Did you see that? And do you know Do you know why he issued an apology? No. I don't. Patrick Mahomes issued an apology because he said that the Kansas City offense this year is going to like spread it around. That there's no, there's no going to be like wide receiver one. He says, obviously, Travis is going to get a bunch of catches. Like, that's just who he is. Like, he's a beast. 
but in terms of like all the other receivers, he says he's basically going to share the ball around. And I think some crazy stat like he threw, he didn't throw obviously that much in the preseason, but I think he had 18 completions, and that was to 10 different receivers, which you're pretty good at math. So per receiver, how many completions is that? 1.8. How does that sound for a fantasy player? 1.8 completions. Terrible. <laughs> so. He, he, it seems like they really are going to try to spread the ball around, um, and he doesn't have like Tyreek to just like if he's in trouble, just throw it up and let Tyreek go get it. And then lastly, Mooney, I have no idea who that is. Who is that? He's the Bears' number one receiver, Darnell Mooney. And at the end of the season, when he was like the only receiver, he was getting like apparently like a ton of like catches and stuff. All right. Well, that was game one. Um, the game itself, I think, was kind of was kind of ugly. I mean, the Bills definitely looked like the better team. Uh, this is the first game, and we'll see the rest of the games this upcoming weekend of uh, opening weekend in the NFL. Big, big weekend for college football as well here in Austin as the UT Longhorns are going to be facing the Alabama Crimson Tide. Quick prediction for what's going to happen in that game. It's going to be a blowout in the first half, and then Texas is going to storm back in the third quarter, and it's going to be even more of a blowout in the fourth. Okay, so you're saying Alabama jumps to an early lead, Texas claws its way back, perhaps even takes the lead? No. Okay, doesn't even take the lead, but eventually will end up getting blown out even more in the fourth quarter. Yes. All right, wow. So you not only made the score pre- – I was just asking for a score prediction, but you're telling me exactly how the game's going to go. So what's the final score? 48-20. to 20. Wow, 48 to 20. So Alabama winning by four touchdowns. I'm going to be a little more optimistic. I, I also think Alabama is going to win, but I'm going to go 31 24 with a one, uh, one score, one touchdown uh, win by Alabama. If that happens, Texas fan, or we should be very happy about Texas. If Texas only loses by one touchdown to the number one team in the country, they should be like the th- five in the nation at least. Apparently, there's seven on ESPN's team rankings. Dude, Texas has got playmakers all over the field, right? So I'm 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 expecting them to make some plays, and we'll see. I mean, obviously Alabama's got a great defense led by Will Anderson Jr., who's a beast. You can't you like basically can't keep him away from the quarterback. Uh, but I mean, UT's gonna try his best. We've got the home game, We've got an amped up home crowd. Um, so this is definitely a good kind of barometer for the team uh lastly what's on your kindle what are you reading these days buddy i've been reading jake maddox and percy jackson series and what's a kind of a quick we're almost at school so what's a quick description of those and uh who would enjoy reading those books um jake maddox is like a sports author and i think all kids who like sports would like reading them percy jackson is kind of like a fantasy like greek myth book and i don't know I just really enjoy reading it. People who like reading would like reading it. Is Jake Maddox pretty similar to Matt Christopher? And if they're different, how are they different? Um, No, Jake Maddox is more of like a short story, like artist, comic book author. Oh, so the Jake Maddox books are like graphic novels? Yes. Yes, some of them. Have you read the Percy Jackson graphic novels? I think they have those in graphic novel form too. I've read a couple of them, but they're always on, like, hold at the library for, like, three months. Yeah, it seems like graphic novels are, like, way more popular <laughs> among students these days than actual novels, which is 
I think a little disappointing or not, not disappointing, but I feel like the graphic novels doesn't, I, I, I personally prefer just the regular novel rather than the graphic novel form. I think the graphic novel is good in the sense that like if it's a, a harder book to read, like you can read the graphic novel, get a sense of the story, but really to capture the fullness of the story, I think you got to go back to the original, got to go back to the, the actual novel. So I'm really glad to hear that you're reading the Percy Jackson novels themselves and not just the graphic novel. Anything going on at school today? Um, not that I know of. I don't think so. All right, it's Friday. Thank you again for listening to an episode of The Drop-Off, your favorite podcast about life, sports, and everything in between. All right, buddy, have a great day at school. Bye, Dad. Well, I guess we'll go up a little farther in the, in the school line. The line's moving pretty quickly today. All right, Nathaniel. Love you, buddy.